Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants Studios, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. And here comes your panelist. Hello. Why are we in this giant room right now? I don't know. It's like, this is too big a room for us. We can't be as cozy. I love you guys. Hey, how many of you guys came to see Star Trek last night? I love you. Thank you so much. You guys, you know what? I couldn't go to sleep last night. I was just laying there going, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You guys made it so special for us. And thank you so much for that. We adore you for that. Thank you. Um, you know what? I want to do something. Uh, I always, um, I'm always asked to do, I should probably, I kind of want to stay, I should stay in the light, but I want to come down there with you guys. That's the hard part. Um, I, I always get asked to do this line from Oran High School. I think they know the line I'm talking about. And, you know, I thought to myself, I would really like to see someone else perform this line. And so I'm thinking, what if we got a really cute couple and uh, bring them up on stage and have them act it out for us? So is there, is there a cute couple here? That's the question. Oh, no, you're not cute. Sorry. <laughs> that was a joke. There wasn't even anybody over there. That was a joke. <laughs> like, he's so mean. You said he was nice. He's mean. Oh, wait, here's, here, oh, look, they're cute. They are cute. You guys right here? Okay, come on up here, guys. Give them a round of applause. Okay, now, I'm wondering, where can we, where can we do this? Is there light out? No, we're out of it here, aren't we? Oh, yes! Thank you, Mr. Lightman. Come on up here, guys. I think center stage is the right place for this to happen, don't you? Hi, what's your name? Charlotte. Charlotte, it's nice to meet you, and... Wait, oh, you're get Bill? Uh, hey, Bill. Bill, give me a minute, will you? Oh, I feel like Captain Kirk. It's like, nice to meet you. Well, hello. And Bill. Bill? Yes. Nice to meet you, man. Okay. Do you guys know Oren High School at all? Of course. Okay. Here's the way this works. Okay. Let's say this is center. So come over here to the middle so everybody can perfect, perfect see you right in the middle. Okay. Here's the way it's going to work. Um, you're going to say... I don't know if I should drink this coffee. My father might get mad at me. And you're going to go, what if I let you drink it from my mouth? All right? Let's try it, okay? Everybody, focus on them. Camera, stay with them. little push, maybe. Camera, a little push, a little slow push. And boop, boop, boop. Action. Oh, wait a minute. You can't hear them. Ready? Okay. I don't know if I should drink this coffee. My dad might get mad at me. What if I let you drink it from my mouth? Oh! We got some steaminess going on up here. All right, I want us to do it one more time, all right? And you need to put more air in your voice. Instead of going, what if I let you drink it from my mouth? What if I let you drink it from my mouth? Okay, that was pretty weird. Sorry about that, Bill. <laughs> Give me a minute, wait. <laughs> okay, let's do it again. You ready? 
Here we go. Wait, get a little closer. Right, perfect. Camera, you in tight? Can you come closer? Little push? Perfect, hold. Here we go, ready? And? I don't know if I should drink this coffee. My father might get mad at me. What if instead I asked you to marry me? Is that awesome or what? (laughs) And now they're going to go back and make out in the back. Okay, that was fun. He came up to me yesterday and he's like, I really want to to, uh, propose to my girl at your panel. Can we do something? I'm like, oh, yeah, we can do something. (laughs) Do you know the coffee line? We're in. So, uh. So uh, thank you guys uh, for, for indulging that and making that a special moment for them. That was great. <laughs> now, anything I'm going to do is like going to be boring compared to that. That was awesome. Um, you guys, I'm so glad you're here. I got to tell you, and don't tell any of the other conventions this, but this is like my favorite. I love this convention so much. I want, you to, I want you to write Matt Solberg, he's the convention chairman, and I want you to say, bring Vic back every year or you die. <laughs> die is kind of a, a harsh word. Or you'll be killed. Maybe something like that, that's better. Because I want to be here as much as possible. Um, oh, I, the, uh, we showed a little bit of the video because I wanted you guys to see that's part of the live concert uh, DVD that I just released. And among other things, it contains, why did you have to say that? (laughs) Now they know. Uh, It contains a live action uh, little fan thing that me and some of the other voice actors from Full Metal Alchemist did. It's called Full Metal Fantasy. Now, for those of you that don't know what this is, I'll just plant this little image in your head, and then I'll let it run around in your brain for a while. Imagine the voice actors cosplaying as their characters. Imagine me as Edward Elric. Um, that's on the DVD along with a lot of great songs. The concert was so much fun. It looks really great and, and sounds fun. And, and also the young lady here that outed me and, and also mentioned that I put a bonus track on the video, on the concert. Um, how many of you are old enough to remember way back before anime, or excuse me, way back before American Idol? How many of you remember Star Search? Right? Um... You guys, have your parents tell you about it. 
<laughs> it was like the, the early uh, American Idol. But back in 1993, I was a male vocalist challenger on Star Search. And uh, I buried that video. No, I, I did. I dug a hole in the yard and buried it. And uh, nobody has ever seen it, but uh, I, I was putting this DVD together, and I thought, I should put some fun extra things on there. And somebody said, why don't you put your Star Search performance? I was like, shut up. Bad idea. And then I thought, no, that's probably a good idea, darn it. So uh, it's on there. Um, there are a lot of fun things on there. Um, that and a lot of you guys wrote me about my music CDs. Um, you guys, a lot of you know about my, my voice acting work, but I've been writing and producing music professionally for like twice as long as I've been uh, doing animation voice work. And uh, so all of you guys that wrote me and asked me to bring them, I have them at my table. And if you guys have not yet come by to say hello, please do, because I didn't come here to go golfing. I didn't come here to uh, enjoy the freezing cold weather outside. I came here to see you guys, so make sure and come by my table and say hello, okay? Congratulations, you guys. When you guys stood up here and kissed, that was hot. Okay, I'll tell you what I want to do. Um, I want to talk to you guys about anything that you guys want to talk about. So um, do we have like a microphone uh, capability? Uh, tech guys in the room, do we have the capability for them to ask questions? Yeah, downstage center, right in front of you. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> oh. Uh, the Lord provides. All right, if you have a question, you can come up to this microphone, and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, in the meantime, consider yourselves officially invited to join the most awesome fan group on the planet. How many Risenbull Rangers in the house? Yes. We have a great group of people. You guys, we have 12. No, did I say 12? Invert that. 21,000 members worldwide. And it's a chance for you to meet people all over the world that love the things that you love. And uh, we've had people meet and get married in the Rangers. We've had people become best friends in the Rangers. So um, please consider yourselves invited. Okay, hi. Hi, sweetie. Wait a minute. Is that, is that Mike live? Hi. Oh. There it is. <laughs> okay, hi. so I saw you yesterday. I remember you. Yeah, I gave you that bracelet. Yes, you yeah. did. Thank um, you. So, <laughs> um, I just want to tell you how much me and my friend had fun. You signed his hat with the fighting of Winry. Yes. And after we saw you at your signing table... Uh, he's actually ran into Jerry Jewell, and so now he has Barry the Chopper's autograph. Oh, nice! Too. Nice! And uh, he said, if, uh, why don't I cut it out and shut you guys up, dot, 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 <laughs> forever. <laughs> Jerry's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And so, um, also a question I had, where did you come up with the Todd Happer corn doll idea? <laughs> where did I come up with? Okay, let me give you a little backstory. There's a voice actor who's a very dear friend of mine. He's kind of like my little brother. I mean, I love him like, like a little brother. Like, if I could have a little brother, well, he did have Aaron for a while. I love Aaron. But now he's seven foot two. So, okay, he's not that big. But, um, but he's grown all, all grown up. But Todd is like a little brother to me, and I love him to death. So 
one day I was working on something with Todd, and I said, you know what, Todd? You don't have enough recognition for what you do, so I'm going to make a tribute video for you. <laughs> and so I, I, just for fun, I made a black screen with white letters that say Todd Havercourt. And it fades up, and then there's this dramatic opera music for like 30 seconds, and then it fades down. It was really just kind of for fun, right? Well, Todd decided he was going to make one back, which I didn't expect. And he made one only he used pictures from the Internet. And I was like, oh, he's stepping it up a little bit. So I made another one, and I used some pictures from the Internet. And then he made another one, and he used live, he shot voice actors doing some live, you know, stuff that he actually made for, and I was like, oh, I see how it is. <laughs> you want to go? You want to go, Todd? All right, we're going, corn. <laughs> and so I made, I thought I was going to, like, slap him down for good, right? So I made the Todd Habercorn action figure commercial. I wish I had it with me because it's really funny. I took one of the Sulu dolls from the new movie and put them in Ken clothes, Barbie and Ken. And, uh, and I, we made this really funny video. Michael Dorn, who played Worf, he was in it. Richard Hatch from Battlestar Galactica was in it. It was really fun. And I figured there's no way he can top that. But he tried. He made another video called CSI Minana. And it was about him. He was the detective, and he was trying to find out who kidnapped me. <laughs> and at the end, you find out that it was him who actually kidnapped me. <laughs> so he, he was feeling pretty good. He was riding high. You know, he's like, yeah, that was great. You know, uh, see a Simon Young. It's awesome. And I decided that this had to end. I needed to squash him forever. So I made, I'm sorry, but I just think it's the most epic thing ever. I made, you ready for this? The title says it all. You ready? Todd of the Rings. <laughs> I played Frodo. <laughs> and I took the action figure from the commercial, and I spray painted it gold, and I wore it around my neck. And it was a quest to get to Mount Doom and throw the Todd into Mount Doom so that his power was gone forever. You guys, we flew in costumes. We had the whole fellowship. It was amazing. Check it out online. It's on YouTube, Todd of the Rings. In fact, there's even a behind-the-scenes video on the concert for Todd of the Rings. But he tried to make something after that, but it was completely unimportant because Todd of the Rings is the best. <laughs> I'm a little partial, I know, but, but that was the story. So thank you, sweetie. Hi. Uh, hi. <laughs> Get up close to the microphone. Kiss it. Love it. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say that this is my first Comic-Con ever, and I'm really glad that for my first Comic-Con I got to meet you. I'm so glad to meet you, sweetheart. <laughs> she's my friend I warned you about. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, she we just said, she's my earlier. friend I warned you about. <laughs> she didn't warn me. She didn't need to warn me. You're adorable. You know what? You picked a great convention to make your first time. So thank yeah. you, sweetie. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Hi. Hi, Vic. Um, Come close to the microphone. 
Hi, Vic. Um, so this is like my second time being at Comic-Con. I, I love it, and I get to see you. And um, my boyfriend, who usually went with me, couldn't go. And I was wondering if you would do something for him because, you know, he's my boyfriend. Not only that, but <laughs> I mean. What should I do for him? Something. Since he's your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you made a, want me to make out with him or something? Or what? <laughs> Because I, I can't, you know, I'm making out with these guys right now. So I only one 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 make out at a time, really. Well, he's not here because he couldn't afford to go because he has to pay for his mom's medical. Well, that's okay. That's that's much more important. What's his name? Cody Wiedemeyer. Cody Wiedemeyer. Um, we should say hi to Cody. Yeah. Should we? Uh, do you do you have a like? Uh, uh, I have my phone. Oh, give me your phone really quick. Okay. <laughs> he he really wanted to meet you. Well, he's going he's gonna to meet about 1,000 people right now. <laughs> All, right? All right? So, um, get Cody up in that phone. <laughs> you have signal. Aren't yes. you a lucky girl? Yes, I, I am. can't get anything here. <laughs> okay, get ready. Cody Wiedemeyer, okay? Hey, is this Cody? Cody Wiedemeyer, is this you? <laughs> Cody, it's Cletus Van Horn. We went to high school together. In high school. Damn, boy, how you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm, here with, I'm here with Crystal, and she wanted me to call you. She's pretty fine. She's kind of hot. She's hanging all over me right now. I'm kind of getting embarrassed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding you, Cody. This is Vic, and I'm hanging out with a bunch of your friends. Say hi to Cody. Yeah, that just happened. <laughs> hey, man, I'm sorry you couldn't come to the convention, but you know what? I hope you're planning something nice for your girlfriend because she's awesome. And she likes you a lot, I think. <laughs> she's grinning and smiling right now. Hey, I hope to meet you someday soon, okay? And you take good care of your mom, dude. That's the most important thing, all right? She, she died this last All take care. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. I love you. Hi. Hello. I um, like your Pokemon hat. You've seen it before. I know. I like it. <laughs> What's uh, your question? I was wondering, I like your music. I mean, what is, like, one of your favorite songs that you've done? Of mine? Yeah. Uh, I, I like a lot of them. Which ones do you like? Uh, my favorite is Far From Home. Really? Yes. Nice. I'm so hold on. I'm uh, I'm so glad you like that one. <laughs> it's uh it's that's that's uh, that's one of my favorites too. Thank you. Do you do you sing? Uh I do <laughs> sing, but I mean not professionally hey, um, or anything. What other songs do you like? Um of yours I liked um your entire like Revix CD. I like Oh, thank you. Do you turn it up really loud? Yeah. Do you turn it up so loud that your parents are like no, because I don't believe my parents right now. Good. Turn it up really loud. <laughs> How high does your stereo go? Like 10? Um, probably around there, yeah. Good. Go to 12. <laughs> All right? Thank you, sweetie. Thanks so much. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How adorable. Yeah. You're so tall. Notice I didn't say the S word. Well, I'm a big fan of you, and this is my first comic. Thank you. What's your name? I'm Susie. I'm just trying to help. 
Okay. <laughs> What's your question? Um, well, is voice Come here. Is, is your voice acting career really as hard as most voice actors make it seem? Do voice actors make it seem hard? Yeah. Do they really? Yeah, they're like, who does? Like, um, no, who makes it? Who says it's really hard? Um, Patrick Sates says it's like, Oh, Patrick. I love Patrick. Yeah, they do. I love Patrick. <laughs> What's your name? I'm Susan. Susan? You know what, Susan? The truth is, it's challenging, uh, but, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's hard. It's, it's, it's challenging. Um, you know, actors, how many of you guys have done any acting? Like in theater or at school or church or whatever? You know what? The, the interesting thing about voice acting is that you have a certain amount of tools that you use when you're acting, right? You have your, obviously, you have your facial expressions. You have your, your gestures, your body language, right? You have a costume that you wear. You have other actors that you act off of. Uh, there's makeup and hair, things, all these things help you communicate the character, right? Well, in voice acting, you throw all those away. Because I could go into the voice booth and go, that's not going to really do anything, you know? I could, I could wear a really cool costume, but it's not going to matter. It all has to come through the voice. So it's a little more challenging. I've seen some really good actors who, who are, are really... Uh, not comfortable as a voice actor because all of their skills are so visual that when you're reduced to just communicating with your voice, it's, it's more challenging than you might think. And good voice actors like Patrick and Caitlin and Yuri, Jerry, Jewel, they make it look easy because they're really good at it. Um, but it, I wouldn't say it's really hard. It's just it kind of it's a little extra. It's something different. It's a different set of skills. Than, than just regular acting. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, sweetie. Yes, you can have a hug. I like your cone on your back. You must be a bleach girl. <gasps> Pac-Man. She's a great Pac-Man t-shirt. I'd rather be playing Pac-Man. Well, <laughs> love it. not right now. Because no, it says that on the shirt. It says that on the shirt. Um... <laughs> You, did you did you see what just happened? Everyone was like, dang, she just dissed Vic hard. I didn't mean Hi, it. Hi, Vic. I'd rather be playing Pac-Man right now. No, because I love you, but I, um, love you. I had a question, and then we wanted to perform something for you. But a question, um, going back to the Tribute Wars, did you know that Todd Haberkorn was in an episode of Barney? I did know that. It's hilarious, isn't it? It's hilarious. I tease him all the time about it. Yeah. I love you. Hey, Mr. Knickerbocker. <laughs> okay, what's um, your performance? Uh, we're going, I'm going to this sing. This is Vincent Valentine, isn't it? Yes. You look awesome. I'm going to sing Guilty BD Love, just like the first part, and she's going to sign it. Oh, that's a great idea, but you have to turn around so everybody can see. Now, for those of you that don't know, Guilty Beauty Love is a song that a character of mine sings. His name is Tomaki. He's part of an amazing show called Oran High School Host Club. And if you haven't seen it, you have to check it out. It's really, it's really a fun show. But he's, uh, this character is very full of himself, let's say. So, uh, so he always talks about how beautiful he is and how difficult it is to be so beautiful inside and out. And, <laughs> and so she's going to sing some of it. 
while Vincent Valentine signs it. How often do you get to see that? All right, you ready? Go ahead, like do a, you're just gonna, like do a chorus for us, okay? So we can make sure and get to a lot of questions. Go ahead. What a crime, such a beautiful crime, that God would make a star as bright as I. And I know it's a disgrace to admire this perfect face reflected in your eyes. So it's right that I suffer tonight all the pain of all the passion inside. But my heart can't deny what I feel inside that makes me long for you. Guilty, Guilty beauty love. Yay! Yay, give him a big hand. That was great. Hi, Vic. Hi. Okay, so my boyfriend wants to know. No, I <laughs> he can't. He says. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. That could go really bad, right? Yes, go ahead. The watch you're wearing. Show it to everybody. He wants to know, what made you decide to get that specific He wants to know, does it weigh 50 or 60 pounds? (laughs) Where did I get it? Yeah. You know what? I love this watch. And you know why I love it? Because it's fun, but it's cheap. You know, like you lose really nice things, like sunglasses and watches. You buy nice watches, right? Or you, you know, or sunglasses, and then they get broken. You feel so stupid that you paid a lot of money. I love finding really cool watches that are cheap. And cool sunglasses that are cheap because then you don't feel too bad if they break or whatever. But this one, um, you tell your, your boyfriend that it's made by a company called Nemesis. He's over there. You can tell him. Where is he? Ross. Nemesis, dude. Like as in Star Trek. <laughs> Nemesis. Um, it's really fun. And you know what? It's like a strap. Look, it wraps, it like wraps around. And um, after I... After I got it and I started wearing it to conventions and people would be like, I love that watch. I went and bought more. <laughs> and I bought one that's like a different color and different straps and stuff because I really like it a lot. Thank you. Well, he, Thanks, he man. Says, Get yourself one. Get yourself he five. He says that it looks like um, the Assassin's Creed symbol. That's why. Does it really? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And then um, I, I also didn't get a chance to really show you this yesterday. So um, my nails that I did, remember? <gasps> yes. She did these full metal alchemist fingernails. <laughs> you got to show those to people. So if you see this lovely girl walking around, walk up to her and go, show me the nail picture. All right. Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. Thanks. Hey, how are you, man? Hey, pretty good. You? I'm good. Anyways, knowing that you've done so many voices and been in so many anime universes, I would have to ask, if you could pick just one anime, one that you've done or one you haven't done, why would you pick that anime universe and why? Wow. You know, I've actually been asked that before and there are a couple that come to mind. I mean, there's a show that I did that, that it's a popular show, but it was never on television, so not as many people know about it. It's called Subasa Chronicle. You guys, if you want to see some beautiful artwork, <laughs> if you want to see some beautiful worlds, um, the animation and the, the, just the whole design of the show is so beautiful, um, I would, that would be an amazing world. I actually have it. Do you really? Yes. I, 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 I love that whole, that whole world. And, you know, Fi, my character, he's like a wizard, so he's got some magical powers, yeah. So that would be cool, too. But then again, you know, I mean, Full Metal, Full Metal is a pretty cool universe as well. Um, 
so I, maybe maybe Subasa would be first, and then Amestris, which is the the world that Full Metal takes place, would be the second. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Hey there. Hey, Vic. My question's just a little bit long, and it starts with Todd Haberkorn. Did he send you here? No, no. You shared uh, your favorite silly nicknames with us yesterday, so I'll share mine with you. It's uh, Todd Half-A-Corn, because then you can picture corn on the cob half-eaten. <laughs> but anyway, my question is... I love uh, it. He I'm going to do, do a Photoshop. Half-Corn, <laughs> half-Todd. There you go. Uh, he was at a con in March. I think it was Kaigi Con. And someone asked him a question about whether he was participating in a Zelda motion project. And he mentioned your name as being the voice actor for Ganon. Can you confirm your participation in the oh, Zelda that motion was the, project? Um, Legend of Zelda thing, right? I think so. Yeah, that was the Legend of Zelda thing. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were both contacted by somebody that had come up with a really cool idea for that. And, uh, and yeah, um, we've done a little bit. I don't know when or where or how they're releasing it. Um, but I would just say kind of keep your, keep your eyes and ears open on the Internet for that kind of thing. And, you know, maybe Google occasionally and see what comes up. But, uh, yeah, we're both doing something for that. Yes. Right. Thanks, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey there. Do Broly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Here, let me give you some money. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll give you five bucks if you won't let me do Broly. How about that? Okay. You can make five bucks for doing nothing but having mercy on me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I love Broly, but, but Broly you. doesn't love me. All right? I tell you what, when they asked me to be in Dragon Ball Z, and I was like, sweet! I'm going to get to be in Dragon Ball Z. It's awesome. And then I went into the booth and started doing this voice. And within like an hour, I was like, oh, kill me. <laughs> Take me home, God. I just, I, I was, it was, it was horrible. I mean, he was so much fun, but he just yells and screams all the time. And it's that very jay down there, right? And so after a while, it's, it takes its toll. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I thought I was off the hook when I finished the, the movie eight. Movie number eight, I thought I was off the hook because he died. No one dies in Dragon Ball. Proving once again how stupid I am. He doesn't die. No, he comes back. And he's yelling even more than he did before. And then, we, so we do movie 11, and he dies again. No, 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 no. Then he comes back, and now he's nothing but a pile of jello. But he still yells. And so, and so then, after we finish movie 12, I'm like, I did it. I made it through. He's finally, I looked at the director, I'm like, is he dead? <laughs> Promise me he's dead. He's like, he's dead. He, he, no more movies. Broly's, no, no more movies for Broly. I'm like, thank you. Thank you, God. I did it. I made it. And then like a month later, I get a phone call. Hey, Vic, there's this Dragon Ball Z video game. 13 of them. I, my larynx was just throbbing. I was like, this is going to be bad. And sure enough, like, you know, the video game. And then there's another video game and another video game I counted, and another. There were 13. No, there weren't. 13? Yeah, that's what I counted, the ones that you were credited for. As well. Oh, God. 
And the funniest thing, for those of you that don't know Dragon Ball Z, you could sum Broly's entire dialogue up in one word, Kakarot. Somebody even told me that there's a combination of buttons that you can push in one of the games that you can hear all of the Kakarots, one right after the other. So every time I go into the, every time I go into the studio, I'm like, and I look at the script, and it's like, Kakarot, 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 Kakarot. I'm like, why are we doing this again? You guys have 6,000 recordings of me saying Kakarot in every conceivable version. Slow, fast, high, low, long, whatever. But they're like, oh, the Japanese want you to record it over again. The company that owns it, they want you to, everything new. All right. And I would do it. I'm like, wow, that sounds exactly like what I did six months ago. But, hey, it's more work, right? So I shouldn't, I shouldn't be too uh, disparaging of it. But, um, yeah, Broly is, a, is an interesting subject for me because I try not to do that voice if I don't have to. And you just made some money to prove it. I didn't expect that to go on that long, but um, another second one, um, your thoughts on a series that you were in, um, a series that I really fell in love with, and that's Claymore. Oh, yeah. Claymore. Girls with swords. That's hot. Yeah, Yeah, I loved Claymore, and the animation was beautiful. Mm -hmm. So much of of that show took place in the snow, and like wintry setting is so beautiful. Thank you for even mentioning Claymore. That's awesome. And why did it have so many directors, including yourself? Yeah, because, um, I, Todd, because yeah, because I think because as they were doing the show, a lot of other things were coming into Funimation, and so they were shuffling directors around. And so, like, if this director was working on, okay, when we record a show, we'll record it like a few episodes at a time. Okay, so like we'll record episode one through three, but then there'll be a little period of time before everybody comes back and records three through six or four through six, right? So the director, let's say director number one, records episodes one through three, and during that break time, they assign him to do another production. So he's working on the other production, and then suddenly, surprise, we need to record more Claymore, and he's working on this. So they'll have another director step in and, and do Claymore. But everybody, I think, that directed it was involved in it in some way. So we were all kind of interested in it. It wasn't like, you know, we didn't really care about it or didn't know what was going on. So. Galdo. Right, the silver lion. Thanks, man. I, I saw that the first time, and then I didn't pay attention to um, the actors all that much. And I saw the second time, and I just kept laughing because I kept picturing it whenever he <laughs> talked. Thanks, man. Yeah, Thank you thanks. so much. Hi. 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 Um, I would like to actually, I have a friend who couldn't make it to the con, and she's a super big fan of yours, like, wants to marry you. Yeah. <laughs> but, Can I borrow that ring for a minute? <laughs> but, um, now, why can't she make an, it? Uh, she can't afford it, so. Aww. And she's an aspiring voice actor. She really wants, she does a bunch of voice acting. She's done um, voice acting for Oron and stuff, just, like, on her own with friends. And she wanted me to request you to say something. <laughs> okay, what would it be? Uh, she wanted <laughs> it's apparently to embarrassing. <laughs> she wanted me to have you say, um, Carl Roy Mustang looks dead sexy in a miniskirt. <laughs> as, as Ed. I will not say I that line. I, get it to her. I will not say it, Sam. I am. 
I'm, no. I promise her very much. This is the one present I said I would give to her if she could get it. What is your friend's name? Um, Taylor, so. Taylor? Is anyone videotaping right now? I believe in the Are you going to put this on YouTube, maybe? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, excuse me one second. Taylor, right? Yeah. Taylor, what are you doing? You know about this line. You know that I promised God and all the angels that I would not say this line anymore because it must die. This line has to die. This line has to die. It's got to die. So I love you dearly, but that's not happening. You come to a convention sometime, and we'll do something special for you, but... Yes, tell her that. Hey, you know what? You're dead sexy in a miniskirt. <laughs> you can credit that girl down there. <laughs> Thank you, Vic. Excuse me, guys. Okay, next question. If your question starts off with, I have this friend... It doesn't, does it? it? Doesn't. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay, um, so when it comes to your Tamaki lines, um, is it like a lot of improv or is it more like off a script? Oh, no. Um, it's only improv if, if the line that was written doesn't fit. You know what I mean? Um, when we get the animation, you guys, the animation's done. Yeah. It's already finished. And the, the people that create these shows are very particular that you're not changing their animation. So we have actually an extra challenge that the original Japanese actors don't have. When they record these shows in Japan, they actually all get together in a studio, and the animation isn't even done yet. They basically do what, is, what we would refer to as prelay. They have, like, storyboards, and they actually, the, all the actors are together in a studio, and they do it kind of like a radio play where they're, they're all in there talking to, to each other. And, and, um, but when we get it, we have to record by ourselves. I don't know if you know that or not, but we, we actors for anime go into the studio by themselves and record all their lines by themselves. So when you see a scene between Ed and Al, for instance, and they're talking to each other and it's this deeply emotional scene, we're not really talking to each other. Aaron or, or, or uh, Maxie probably came into the studio three weeks ago and recorded her lines, and then I come in and record Ed's lines, but we have to make it sound like we're actually talking to each other. Um, so so it's, it's, it's a little bit tricky um, when, when we record and have to match the mouth movements immediately, uh, perfectly, so we don't, we don't ad-lib really anything. Um, we have fun. <laughs> we do bloopers occasionally. You guys have probably seen some fun bloopers. But um, no, we, 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 we try to make it fit as best we can. We don't usually make anything up. Also because the scripts have been adapted from the original, right? So somebody wrote the story, and they, have, they want the characters to say certain things. And so our job is to communicate the character in English as accurately as we can to what the original creators intended, basically. Thank you, sweetie. Um, also, you're the best, and can I have a hug? Of course. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good hug. 
Hey there. You are styling, man. Thanks. Um, (gasps) Wait. Newsflash. Somebody just texted me. (gasps) You guys saw the episode last night, right? Wow. In one end of the corridor, you know the big corridor? At one end of the corridor, we had to put up a green screen because the the little A-frame that goes like there's a turbo lift at one end of the corridor, and we hadn't had it built yet. It just wasn't done when we shot. So we put a green screen up, and then in the episode you watched, we actually put a set extension in there digitally that looked like the end of the corridor. Well, one of our amazing uh, craftsmen down at our studios just sent me a picture. He's working at the sets today, and he just sent me a picture of the end of the corridor that he just finished building. Ooh. That looks awesome. Sorry. I nerded out oh, for a minute. It, it, it's fine. Go ahead. Um, I came last year, and I came last year, and um, because you had a Skype call with the Yuma Anime Clubs, right, I, right, right, um, and we're really psyched about that. We actually met together and watched the Keldeo movie together. <laughs> you really? And um, what do you have? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm actually, um, I wanted to get this signed today later, but um, it's... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. <gasps> How many of you guys, I know Pokemon is a little young for a lot of you guys, but you guys know Pokemon, right? I was so jazzed, I mean, I mean super jazzed when I got to play Keldeo. He's the, the main character in the new Pokemon movie. And um, you know what he looks like? He looks like a My Little Pony. And you guys know Tara Strong is here, right? Yeah. I was in the booth. I was in the recording booth recording Keldeo. And the moment I saw his cute little horsey pony face, I took a picture of it and I sent it to Tara. And I'm like, hey, Twilight Sparkle. Guess what? I'm a, I'm a my little pony now. And she wrote back, he's so cute. She's like, you're a brony. And I was like, what's a brony? <laughs> and Tara had to explain it to me. But I love him so much. And I've been collecting plushies. Did you guys, you guys, there are like Keldeo plushies that go from like this big. And they go boop, 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 boop. Like those little Russian dolls that go inside each other. They're so awesome. And I have them all. Because I think he's adorable. Thanks, man. And then um, my question was, how does it feel to know that you're in everything now? Oh, no, what? No, I'm not. What are you talking about? I'm not in your room right now. <laughs> and I'm not in that happening suit you're wearing either. You look aw- You know what? When he walked up, I was like, man, he kind of looks like a little nightclub action. And then he went like this. And he pulled the mic. Did you see? He pulled the mic out. I'm like, he's going to sing right now. <laughs> Come fly with me. I thought you were going to go for it. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. I signed your phaser today. Yes, you did. That was fun. I bet. I just wish they didn't put the orange, the orange thing around the phaser. I know. I mean, I'm sorry, but phasers don't work, guys. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, it's like it's a futuristic weapons toy. Exactly. But anyway, I loved signing that. Thank you. What's your question, sweetie? I loved Level E. (gasps) I love you for saying that. I love, you guys got to check out Level E, 
It's a new show that I did. I have not had this much fun since Oran High School. It was so fun. That character was crazy. I play this character named Prince Baka. <laughs> Clearly, there are people in the room who speak Japanese. <laughs> tell, them what, tell them what Prince Baka means. It means Prince Idiot or Prince Stupid. Prince Idiot. Perfect casting, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was so much fun, you guys. Um, do you remember a show years ago called Mork and Mindy? Do you remember how, how Robin Williams played Mork? He was, like, all over the place. He would like, make funny voices, and then he would imitate somebody, and then he would be real serious. And it was just, he was wacky, crazy. You never knew what was going to come out of his mouth. So the director of Level E gave me the greatest gift of my life. I walked in, and he said, Vic, do whatever you want with this character. And I was like, what do you mean? What are you saying? And he's like, if it comes to your mind, do it. Anything you want, do it. And I was like, don't, don't tempt me. Because I'll be like, I'll be doing Yoda. I'll be doing Captain Kirk. I'll be doing the, the Emperor. I'll be doing Krusty the Clown from, you know, I mean, I'll be doing, and I'll be all over the place. I'll be doing little Japanese girl voices. I'll be doing anything is possible. And he's like, that's why I cast you. <laughs> so we started recording this show and something would happen and I would, my twisted brain would think of some fun thing to do. And I would say, Joel, can I do this? And he's just sitting, he's sitting in the control room like this. So I'm like, all right. So I would do it like, I don't even know. It was all over the place. And I don't even remember all the weird things that I did. But we had so much fun. You guys, check it out. Level E. It's really fun. I also know that you uh, wrote the adaptation and sang the Color Ranger song. <laughs> yes. I was wondering if you could give us a sample of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't want to hurt these people. What was it? Okay, well, he... One of the things that he does in the show is he starts singing. He gets a bunch of kids together, and he forms like a group. And they're called the Color Rangers. Interesting, right? Not Power Rangers, but Color Rangers. And, uh, and he makes up this stupid, really weird song. And so the director says to me, will you write the words to the song? I'm like, sure, okay. So I did. And it's really weird. I'm, let me even think. He's, It's like, go, Color Rangers, fight on, you Color Rangers, something, something, Color Rangers, laugh at danger, Color Rangers. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Thank also, Con Mom says hi. Oh, awesome. You tell her I said hello back. Will do. Dude, you look awesome. Thank you. Wow. Bleach, a bleach man. If you pull the thing out, you got to sing a song. I know no song, sorry. <laughs> I nothing I can sing anyway. Um, so I want to ask uh, about something. Um, last year um, I was here, and um, you were talking about the Star Trek Continues, and you're telling everyone how you've actually gotten the chance to meet Will Shatner and you've become friends with him. And someone had asked you at that panel, uh, have you gotten to tell him yet that you were playing him in the Star Trek Continues in that project? Oh. But you're too nervous. Oh. 
But you're too nervous. You, you told him that you're too nervous. So I was wondering, have you gone around to telling him that? First of all, thank you for asking. Um, you guys, here's, here's part of the euphoria of last night. We were here in this room together last night, right? One year ago, I walked out on this stage and introduced William Shatner on this stage in this room one year ago. And two years ago, I came out and introduced Leonard Nimoy. And so that makes last night even more special that we got to share that experience in this same room um, as those things happened the last two years. Let me tell you my feeling about, uh, about Bill, as I call him. Bill, he asked me to call him Bill. Bill has been an icon for 45 years, okay? I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine what that man has experienced with the Star Trek phenomenon of the last 40, 45 years. And I wanted to build a friendship with him. He's met a million fans, right? Millions of fans. And I, I didn't want him to think that I was, you know, I didn't want him to, um, to, to relegate me in his mind as just, just another fan. And since we get to sign autographs together and we do conventions together, I thought my best chance would be to become friends with him, would be not to even say the words Star Trek in his presence. He has no clue that I'm the big fan I am. He has no clue that he was like my father figure growing up. No, he doesn't. Not yet. Unless you have his private email and you wrote him. Um, so so I, I'm, I'm, I hope we, we're, we're having a little private moment here, okay? Yeah, right, right. This will never go outside the room, right? I'm waiting for the, I'm hoping that the right time will come. I'm hoping the time will come when I can share the episode we, we just finished or maybe the next one with him and have him go, Vic, that's amazing. <laughs> I can't even express how amazing that is. That would be my dream, right? That would be like the final dream would be to have this man that created a character that I grew up emulate, wanting to be like. And, and my dad, my parents divorced when I was nine. I was thinking the other day, why do I love Captain Kirk so much? And then I realized, I found Star Trek at the moment in my life when my parents divorced. And I was looking for somebody to be a dad. Boom, Captain Kirk. I fell in love with that show, and it, and it became such an important thing to me when I was 9, 10, 11 years old, right? I am hoping for the opportunity to share Star Trek Continues with Mr. Shatner, and I'm hoping that when I decide to do it, that he will receive it in the spirit that it is intended, and that is nothing but pure admiration and honor for what he did. But that's a tricky thing, you know what I mean? It's tricky. Um, so I'm, I'm biding my time and I'm hoping that the right opportunity will come when I can share it with him. So you keep your fingers and all those things on your head crossed 
that I get that opportunity, okay? Right. Thank you, man. Thanks right. so much. It's great getting to meet you. Sorry? It's great getting to meet you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you, my friend. Hey there. Hi. You're going to sing. You got to pull it out. You got to sing. <laughs> Hi. Uh, Come I'll on. S- give me a little journey. <laughs> a couple Don't of- stop believing. I don't think. <laughs> don't stop believing. Hold on to the feet. Yes! Yes! <laughs> he shoots, he scores! That was awesome! What's your question? Uh, a couple of years... Steve okay. Perry? <laughs> a couple of years back, I was watching uh, Full Metal Panic. And I Kurtz, baby. saw the episode with Ponyman. <laughs> as soon as I saw that you were Ponyman, I'm like... You know what happened with Pony Man? You want to hear something funny? Okay, so there was Full Metal Panic. That was a cool series. And then they did another series called Fumofu. Crazy wacky. It was like a comedic version. And uh, Kurtz Weber, the character that I played, wasn't in it much. And so the director came to me one day and he goes, man, I feel bad. You know, uh, Kurtz Weber's just not in it much. So I want you to play this character that shows up in this episode. His name is Pony Man. Pony man, what kind of name is that? His parents, what are they thinking? And, and he's, no, he, he said, no, no, he wears this pony mask, and he runs around with, like, uh, wire and, like, glue, and he makes girls' hair into ponytails. He's a pervert, <laughs> basically, is what he was trying to tell me. So I go in to record Pony Man. Remember how I said that Broly's entire dialogue could be summed up in one word? Kakarot? Well, Pony Man's entire dialogue could be summed up in one word. Pony! <laughs> so, like, if he, anything he says, there's all kinds of inflection, right? Like he's having a conversation, but he just says pony. So it would be like, you know, pony. Pony, 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 pony. Pony. Pony, 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 and it was so fun, but it was the weirdest thing I ever did, so every time I go to a convention, and I see somebody walking around cosplaying as Pony Man, I have to go, pony, I love it, thanks for mentioning that, dude, thank you, thank you, thanks, man, hi, Just know if you pull this off, it's music time. What would you like me to sing? You ready? Sure. <laughs> I can do it, man. We could have had it all. Rolling in the deep. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so um, the guy before, that guy kind of stole my question. But um, really? that's okay. I was going to ask you about uh, Bill Shatner because I asked you about it last year. But um, is there a favorite face-to-face moment that you two have had that, like, you just love to share with us today? Yeah. I'm, you guys, I, I, I can't even – when I was a little boy and I would go to Star Trek conventions dressed in my little Captain Kirk uniform, I met all of the other actors except William Shatner. I had been. I went to all these conventions and met all of them at one point in time or another. But the only one that never came to a convention that I attended was 
William Shatner. Incidentally, who was my favorite, right? So to get the privilege to have some of the interactions I've had with him. Okay, here's the first interaction that I just, I still have a, I have a picture on my phone that a fan took from the front row in Ottawa, Canada last year. I was introducing Bill, okay? So I'm backstage, and I'm waiting to come out to introduce him, and Bill hadn't shown up yet. He was running a little late from his autograph session, so his manager and mine, Gary Hassan, says, hey, Vic, go out and warm up the crowd. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? And he goes, sing something. I'm like, what? No. That's, that's, I'm not, hadn't anything prepared. I'm like, I don't want to go out there and sing a cappella, you know, it'd be weird. So I come out and I'm talking to the crowd and I'm, I'm saying, hi, you guys. And, and I'm making these announcements that the convention wants me to make. Please, no flash photography, et cetera, et cetera. And suddenly I glance over and it, behind the curtain at the end of the stage was the tech guy. And he goes, Excuse me one second. And I walk over, and he says, I was the tech guy at a convention with you a couple of weeks ago where you sang the Dragon Ball Kai song. And he goes, I still have the video here. Do you want to do it? <laughs> yes, let's do it. So he fires it up, and I'm walking around and saying, don't stop, don't stop, we're in luck now. Don't stop, there's so much to be found, right? While I'm singing the song, you guys are so sweet. While I'm singing the song, I glance off in the wings, and Bill is just arriving in the wing, and he's going. (laughs) And like the 12-year-old goes, So I finished the song, and I said, all right, everybody, let's talk about why we're really here today. There are a lot of starship captains in the Star Trek universe, but there can be only one greatest starship captain. Please welcome Mr. William Shatner. And he comes walking out and hugs me in front of the entire audience. I I couldn't believe it. I I mean, I couldn't believe it. So right here... And hug and uh, on the stage and hug and and I have never even asked for a photo with him. All the times I've been with him, I've never even asked for a picture, because again, remember, I don't want to don't want to cross that line. So um, so I I had this wonderful moment with him, right? And then I went home and like a week or two later, a fan sent me who was sitting right here sent a picture of of Bill with his arms around me. I was like, this is the greatest moment of my life. And then, can I tell you one more quick one? Yeah. Heck yeah. I don't want to bore you, but um, we were at a convention together, and he was wearing a, a straw Panama fedora. And he looked really great, and I love fedoras. I have like 50. And I said, Bill, man, I love the fedora. And he's like, thank you. I love it myself. <laughs> and I, and, uh, and so... Um, the next time I saw him, he didn't have it. And I said, Bill, where's your fedora? He's like, I thought it was a really, he said, I thought it was a really good quality hat, but it started cracking. The straw started cracking on one of the creases of the hat. And he said, so I, you know, I need to get another one. So we went back to, we went back to Los Angeles and I went to this amazing hat store on, in Burbank called 
I can't remember. But it's a, Barons. Barons hats. They make hats for all the movies. Um, famous hats uh, from different films. And I went in there and I bought Bill like a really nice straw fedora. And I, I called his office and I, uh, and I, uh, and I said, I w- I'd like to come by and give Bill this present. So she said, he'll be in at 1 o'clock. Why don't you come by then? Okay. <laughs> 1 o'clock. I'll be there. I was sitting outside at 1230, right? Like, <laughs> 1 o'clock. I'm go-. And I went in and I had this box. And the funny thing is that back uh, when, I w- when I saw him last, we were, oh, it was, it was here. We were, walking, we were walking to this room last year, one year ago. Bill and Gary and I were walking to this room, back, back behind the room. And I said, and this is when I said, Bill, you know, where's your hat? And he goes, told me what happened. And I said, I need to get you. I'm going to get you another hat. And he was like, you don't have to do that. I'm like, I, I'm going to get you another hat. So I kind of told him that at Phoenix Comic Con last year. And then, and then I go to his office, and I walk in with this hat box. And <laughs> he's sitting at his desk, and he gets up and walks over and goes, what's that? I'm like, Bill, I told you I was going to get you a new hat. And he went, you got me a hat? And I'm like, open it. He sits down in his chair, and I literally knelt down, you know, because he was sitting in his chair. And he opens the box, and he pulls it out, and he's like, this is beautiful. And he walks over to the mirror in his, in his office, and he puts it on. He's like, it fits perfectly. I don't even have to have it formed. It's perfect. And, I mean, I was, do you realize, imagine the 10-year-old in me. I'm in his office. I'm in his private office giving him presents. And there's nobody around. No security. (laughs) Lord knows what I could have done. But I didn't do it. I didn't steal anything. I didn't touch anything. I didn't act inappropriately. So as soon as he, he, he's like, it's perfect. He gets done looking at the mirror. He turns around and he hugs me again. I mean, like a dad, you guys, you know? And then he goes, I've got to get you something. I'm like, no, you don't, Bill. He goes, I, you did this for me. I've got to, got, got to give you something back. And I said, no, it's a present, Bill. It's not a trade. <laughs> it's a prezi. It's for you. And he's like, thank you. And then I, and then I said, we sat there for 10 minutes talking. I told him about this place down the street called Chili John's. They make this amazing chili. And he's like, I love chili. (laughs) And I said, well, you know what? We should go have lunch sometime. Did mention Star Trek. You see what I'm saying? Just just being a friend, just being friendly. And and so I've I've had the chance to have those kind of interactions with him. And it's, I mean, it's beyond what I could have ever imagined when I was a little boy. And that kind of gives you a little insight into why Star Trek continues was so special for us. Um, and, and I'm not alone. There are other people involved in that series that have just as many wonderful memories of Star Trek when they were young. And, and you know, when we sat out here last night signing the, the posters, how many people came through 
and, and, said, and said, I felt like I was 10 years old again. I felt like I remember so well sitting and watching that with my dad or coming home every day after school and watching it. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we wanted. That's what we were going for. So, you know what, that's probably a really good place to wrap it up and tell you guys, I am so glad you came last night. I'm so glad you're here. I love you to death. Again, let's congratulate our our engaged couple down here. And I hope if I've not gotten the chance to meet you guys yet, you'll come by the table and say hi. Thank you, guys. I love you all. Hi, this is Scott Johnson, artist of Extra Life at MyExtralife.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.